0: That uh, you are all sufficient, uh, Father. That we have more than enough in you. Uh, through you, our Lord, and you know we just come to worship you this morning. We come to fellowship with other believers and to hear what you have for us to learn today. Uh, Father, anoint Pastor Buddy with power, with strength, our uh, Lord, with wisdom and discernment to bring your message to each one of us. Uh, the garden of your heart, our uh, Lord God. That out of the overflow of our heart our mouth speaks. oh uh, Lord, if we want to speak life and truth and freedom, uh, Lord God, so uh, we just expect to hear from you today. Lord, give us ears to hear and a heart that is receptive to your word in Jesus' name. Well, good morning, everybody. I feel a little energetic. Am I the only one? Everybody feel all up, ready to go? All right. Yeah. Chuck said, yeah, he's ready. He's on the front row cheerleader, baby. You ready? Good. Yeah. <laughs> am now. I, I, I didn't want to shave you into bro. I know you're ready. you just get ready to go. That's good stuff. He's always ready. Oh, that's it. He liked the, he liked the intro song, didn't you, Chuck? <laughs> you know you're because when you start out with Foggy Mountain Breakdown, huh? No, oh, man. I tell you, we have a good time. Well, I think this message is going to be right on time. Anybody believe it's going to be right on time? It is. God is always on time. So what we want to do today, we want to do a little bit of digging. Is that all right? Just a little bit of digging. Sometimes people say, oh, man, they're going to do some digging. They're going to dig up some, some old past and all that. That's not what we're talking about. But what we want to do, we want to do a little digging in the garden of our heart. okay? And, uh, you know, Jesus is, is, is the master storyteller, the master preacher. And he does a lot of parables, you know, picture lessons to help us understand things about heaven. And so he's got some really good uh, uh, illustrations that will help cultivate our hearts, the soul of our heart, and give us some good seed to plant in our garden. And help us weed out some of those worldly ways that try to creep in and choke out your dreams. Anybody ever had a dream kind of get choked out on them? You know, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop believing. Don't 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 let it lay it down. Okay. But so what we're going to look at here is that God does these things in amazing ways, and we're going to share a little bit from His Word today. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter thirteen. Got most of it on here, but I want you guys to have that, make some notes along the way if you going to look at it this week. Um, but, you know, God is always feeding us and nurturing us as he plants the seed of his word in our hearts. Amen. But, you know, what? if, we can keep the, if, if the devil can keep that Bible shut, he's going he's to work on your harvest, isn't he? But if, if our hearts are open and we're putting that seed in, God's going to bring forth that. Amen. And it's something, you know, as we get ready to jump into this, you're going to see this. And just another of many, many things I love about Jesus. Jesus starts right where you are. Amen. And that's a good way to say amen, isn't it? Starts right where you are. Now watch when we start unpacking this. He always starts right where you are. And he and he does this, the same thing with his audience when he's speaking to them. He doesn't speak over them. He speaks to them. You know? That's why I like to get right here. I don't want to be sitting all up like this, you know, and coming down on an angle like this. I want to be right here. Hey, everybody. Because I love you. You know? And, and you guys are amazing. And, and this is such a gift to have the privilege to, to be able to do a little preaching up here. But you know what? It's a big responsibility, and we take it very serious. But you know what? We won't point all the praise to Jesus. So with that being said, we're going to get ready to jump in a little bit. But I had a couple of things I said. You know, when he, when he speaks to people, he speaks right where they are. And that's how I believe he wants us to share our faith. And you're going to see from this, and listen to what I'm saying. From this very simple teaching, it's very profound. And he said, what do you mean by that? What I'm saying is we don't have to have all the bells and whistles and, 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 and feel like we've got to have a... a great degree in Greek or anything. Just tell God, what, tell people what God's done in your heart, what God's done in your story. What is he doing in the garden of your heart? That's what I want to kind of just boil it down to this today. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to jump in. We've got a little reading and preaching and teaching. So I'm going to get Tim to follow along. We'll going to do a little uh, reading from uh, God's word. And this is where we're going to end up right here. All right, Matthew 13, 8. And I'm going to save that for just a minute. But I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit and then we'll break it out. Everybody good with that? Got your Bibles? Let's do it. All right, starting in verse three, Jesus is speaking. He says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered scattered them across the field, some of the seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil on, on, with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted up quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have uh, any deep roots, they dried. They died, excuse me. Others, other seeds fell among the thorns and they grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Everyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. You got your ears on today. You got your heart cultivated, ready to give the seed of God's word, right? And you know, I, I love how he just breaks it all down here. And, uh, you know, we see how God takes this. Look at that last line again. This really caught me when I was reading this. And it said, still other seed fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and 100, even 100 times as much as had been planted. We were just talking over that God's in the multiplying business, isn't he? He little as much in the hand of God. All right, well, let's keep on going. I love to see how God reveals himself. Thank you, Tim. So now, God's so good, he wants you to know exactly. He just didn't give you that that passage and not tell you what it's about. In verse 18, he says, I'm gonna tell you what I'm talking about, all right? So listen close. He said, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. I'm gonna stop right there. Because as I read that, I said, well, what do you mean they don't understand it? See, a lot of times we say, well, I just don't understand it. As I studied that out, Everything that I could pull in. It, it, it's more like this, that they didn't value it. It wasn't that they didn't grasp it. It's that they didn't value it. See, because if you just look at that in and say, well, man, I just don't understand. I guess I'm out. I want you to know that God says, he, He'll show you, amen. Holy Spirit is our teacher. So what, what, when I, I did all my cross references and so sometimes people would hear the word, but they're just like, yeah. They just kind of walked away from it. Okay, so I want you to understand that God's going to unpack this thing for us. Then he said, then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they didn't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing in God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns and uh, the thorns. Represented those who hear God's word But all too quickly The message is crowded out By the worries of life Let's just stop right there How many know if you're filling up on a worry You're not going to have much room for the word Alright we want to fill up on the word Just want to throw that in there Alright so he comes on back here And he says um, the words of this life And the lure of wealth So no fruit is produced God wants us to produce fruit Amen So look at this Then we go back to our, our, our verse here The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. Man, you see what God's saying here? That's pretty powerful illustration when we start looking at that. He can just, Jesus always starts right where you are, you know? And and he tells, who was he dealing with? A lot of farmers, a lot of fishermen, a lot of sheep herders. And so he used something in the natural to help them understand about the supernatural. That's really what a what parable is. I call it a word picture, you know? And that's why we do what we do. Sometimes we have these. Sometimes we have illustrations. We want to do anything we can to open up our heart to plant that seed on good ground because we want to see it come to the fullness of heaven. And I, I, I got looking in here in my and I said, he didn't use big words. And I said, see, God is always looking at ways to get the message to you because he loves you dearly. And I said, so let's take the same line of teaching that Jesus gave us and dig in and see what he has for us this week. See, I want us to start right where we are. When, when, we're, when we go to school, a lot of times we're looking at different things and, and somebody must be more gifted and and understand a different way. That doesn't mean any anything here. Everything's level at that cross, okay? So what I want you to hear is God will speak to you in the way that you need to hear it today. Amen? You got an open heart? I believe God's going to take that and bring forth today. I don't want to get ahead of myself. i got some good stuff. i got some good stuff to share. So the first thing the Lord showed me, I want to talk about the soil. All right? Let's talk about the soil of our hearts. And everybody knows there's all different types of soil. Amen? Anybody done any gardening? I know a lady over there in the the back row. Wave your hand, Grandma. That woman will dig a weed in a minute. She digs them all up in her yard. She'll come to my house. And that's a blessing, isn't it? She'll call and say, She said, Do you you mind if I, I work at your house? I said, I love you. Come on. (laughs) I'll tell you what I love. Well, I hope you didn't mind. I cut all the rose bushes. I said, I don't mind. See, and this is what happens at my house. I got to tell them a little bit. Denise and her mama will get going right when things start changing. I mean, I'm backing the truck up. We got bushes, rose bushes, all this stuff. And I just said, hey, this is your project, right? We got it. If you don't want to be a part of it, I said, no, no, you guys got it. Because in June and July, guess who gets it? I get it. I was like, that's a lot of stuff. Oh, it doesn't look look beautiful. Yeah. But I know what's coming when it's hot. You know, that's too hot for mama to be out there. You need to trim them. I said, You planted them? (laughs) I'm just teasing. No, no. We got like 29 rose bushes, man. It looks good when they're in, but man, it's a lot when it's hot, buddy. I'm going to tell y'all. Jimmy, help me out. (laughs) He said nothing. He just said, Yeah, he's over there. We have a good time. I better get on with this message. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So, oh man, I double-clicked that. Can't give y'all the answers at once. Well, one of the things the Lord was talking to me about was preparation, and talk about to prepare the soil. Okay, now we're we're taking the, the soil I'm talking about our heart. Okay, everybody caught that, right? So, what's the first thing we need to do? Preparation. The truth of God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit begins to turn the soil of your heart, so to speak, and get it ready for the planting of the seed. Right. See, that's what God's word does. It, it starts where you are and starts drawing you to him. Drawing you right in because he loves you so much. Now, I want to ask you this. How many people, let me just raise my hand, have heard a message and go, man, that is right. God, he's talking to me. Look, you got 50 people in there to go, why is he looking at me? I'm not looking at you. God's drawing you in. I'm looking like this back and forth, right? Oh, he must have said that. No. God has a way of, of tuning and tailoring that message to the Holy Spirit say how many people listen to a message, the next thing you know, you go, especially the big tough guys. Amen. That's us listen said big tough Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I don't know if you guys got, I got the best seat in the house up here sometimes. We're praising the Lord. And the little guys up on their daddy's head. Yeah. Like this. Woo! Get a little head clap. I love that, man. You can't get them here too soon. Amen. Oh, man, what a blessing. That's so good. But how many of the big guys and, and, and tough guys, I'm going to pick on y'all first. Right? You hear a message, and the next thing you know, that lip starts going, I have never cried so much since I've been saved in my life, and I don't care, cause God'll soften that heart. I'm like, and you say, well, well, why is that? I had one of my, my rock and roll buddies. Y'all probably saw some picture. Hair down in here, tough guy, man. I'm gonna tell you what we would we would fight all the time. If you're in the band, you want you want to fight with a band? Ask somebody to turn their instrument down. <laughs> what? <rough>. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, could you turn yours down, boy? Oh, every week, every week. They would ask me to turn mine down, and I would do that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm thinking about that. But my buddy got saved, and i have been working on him. And he said, I don't know what it was. He said, I was in the back. I got to do this. I'll never forget. And he came to band practice, a new man. And he didn't ask me to turn my stuff down. Praise the Lord. He said, I was sitting on him. I said, my, my wife made me go. My wife made me go. Thank the Lord for praying, moms and, and, and wives, right? So he's sitting there, and he said, the guy was talking. And he said, all of a sudden, he was just talking to me. He said, it was like I was the only guy in there. And he says, and he said now if you need Jesus, you need to come up front. And he said, I grabbed the back of that pew. He said, I ain't going. He said, I ain't going. He said, I need to stop going. And he started crying. He said, I ran up. He said, I was backing people down. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. I need Jesus. See, God knew what he needed to hear. You know? I, I believe God knows exactly what we all need. Sometimes it's encouragement. Sometimes it's correction. Sometimes it's just to let you know, I love you. I think it's always that I love you. Good to see you, brother. How you doing? All right. How about that? So let's keep on going. So we look at that sometimes. God is preparing the soul of our hearts. So guess what? If, if you get a little tear, tear in, your ear, uh, in your eye, God's speaking to you. That's a good thing. Amen. I think that's awesome. All right. So God wants to draw you to Himself. He's preparing your heart to for what? To receive from Him. Amen. So that's a good thing. What else? Irrigation. I put the flushing or washing out of anything with water or liquid. All right. And I looked at that. So irrigation. Look at this. I'm gonna give you something to write down. John 7, 38, 39, You ready? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would be like rivers of living water through the heart of the believer. Amen? Right on time, isn't it? See, water's a symbol of life. It's also a symbol of refreshing and cleansing. Isn't that good to know when you're in God's Word that He's taking His Word and washing over us and nurturing us and, and the irrigation from that. I'm tied it into the farming stuff here. He's, he's purging things out of our life. He's rinsing His grace over us. Amen? He's rinsing His forgiveness over us and flushing those things out because he loves you that much, amen? Well, let's keep on going. What else did he show me? Cultivation, all right? To promote or improve the growth of a plant, crop, etc. by labor or attention, okay? I said, see, God is about growing you into all you can be. Did you know that? Have you ever had somebody come along and say, man, you could do it. And you might not think you could do it. And then you just take one step out. And you say, you know, this might just be possible. And you take another step and you say, you know, I, I believe, baby, we can just do that. And then you take another step and you say, look, I'm doing it. Anybody remember their bicycle riding? Got the training wheels off. Don't do it when you've got a big tree in the backyard. My dad didn't know that. But anyway, I remember. I was pedaling that thing. And he said, bye, 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 bye. Whack Hit that thing. But I was so happy. And I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Woo. Man. But you know what? You know what he did? He come and picked me up. Now, if my mom would have been out there, she said, oh, baby, you'll be all right. My dad said, get up and get on the bicycle. Get up back up and do it again. He got compassionate later, but he was always loving, amen? You got, sometimes, Dad, you got to work on a little bit. He's going to make you tough. He's going to make you tough, right? And I was taking bark off that tree every day. But you know what? We got it. We got it. And just like that, he picked me back up and get me on that bicycle. He picked me back up and get me on that bicycle. Let me tell you, friends, your Heavenly Father pick you back up and get you on that bicycle, amen? He loves you, and he'll probably be a little compassionate about it, amen? Let's keep on going here. What else is he showing us here? I said, you know, I'm going to read this again. I said, God is about growing you into all you can be. So, so, so far in this deal, who's doing all the work? God. Amen? God's doing the work. And and I thought about this last night, man. I'll tell you, I had a video up in my preaching station. Y'all said, you have lost your mind, boy. I got to thinking, I said, you know, when I look at this, I said, you know, now, now God's working the soil of a heart and everything else, and all we need to do is, as my mother-in-law says, God spoke to her one time, He said, you just be. You just be, and I'll bring forth stuff. She shared that with me a long time ago, and sometimes I had to learn. you just be. I don't have to figure it all out. I don't believe that seed's out there going, man, i got to turn into something today. <laughs> right? I don't think that ground's out there going, oh, ain't nobody coming through here. Ain't know weed coming up, Right? Right? You don't see that, you don't see, you don't, you do you can't, can you just picture a weed going, I got him now, I got him now, you know? But we live our life like that, don't we? Oh man, I got to be better today. I got to get it all right today. I think it's great to strive to do our best, but let God bring forth that, you know? And when we, when we fall over a weed, or we knock the bark off a little bit of the tree in the backyard, remember your Heavenly Father wants to pick you back up. He wants to whisper in your ear and say, It's okay. He wants to put us back on that path and get us going. you got to take the training wheels off sometimes, don't you? And sometimes it's hard. But you know what? I can promise you this. God, as he cultivates the soil soil of our heart, he's whispering and preparing for better things to come so that you can be all that you can be in the name of Jesus. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. All right. Let's keep on going. Next time you all planting seeds, you all going to be thinking about me grunting up here, aren't you? (laughs) So let's talk about the seeds a little bit. All right, one more. What is the seed he's talking about here? Who can tell me what is what is the seed? The word of God, His word, the gospel message, right? So the seed of the gospel is God's word, and God sows good seed. Amen. Does God sow good seed? Absolutely, all the time, and He wants us to grow grow our faith. Just real simple little message right here. What does the seed do? All right, it produces after its own kind. We get you with this now. You ready? It produces after its own kind. I said, see, if Jesus could keep it simple, right, I can work with that. He doesn't overwhelm us, so you've got to figure all this out. Just listen and open your heart. That's what he tells us. And what I see here, God's in the harvesting business. We just got to be. We just need to listen. We need to let God work in our hearts. So it produces, a seed produces after its own kind. You don't don't plant corn in respect to get a cherry tree, right? I was thinking about that when I wrote this down. So the seed you're getting needs to be from the garden of God to produce the results. Godly results. You know what I'm saying? What are you feeding on? Real important. I want to take a little bit of time here. I want to really drive this home. Because so many people want to open their Bibles. Amen? So you might not be getting a good seed. There's a lot of other things out there that you can listen to and stuff like that. I, uh, you know, uh, companion books that come along. You know, with the Bible, Bible studies and stuff that we use. But I'm gonna tell you, your number one source for the seed of, of God is gonna come from His Word. Amen. Open that Bible. Look at that Bible. When I share something with you, go home. And right now, I love it. Sometimes I, 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 when your guys are going out, you don't realize I'm hugging you, but I look to see if you took some notes. Right? I'm just kidding. But you know, sometimes you know, uh, who was it, Maggie? Maddie, that's what it's hard. One day, she's like seven years old, and she come and give me a big hug. She had filled this bad boy up with notes, writing, right writing, writing, writing. Because it's something about, and I'll go back to my senior guy, the guy that was in the band. The way he would remember everything, instead of memorizing the words, he would always write them down. I said, "Why do you write them down? You never look at them." He said, "Because that's how I know that I got them. That just came to me." He had a notebook full of all the lyrics. And he would write every one down. Every song. We did over 50, 60 songs he had all of them down. He never opened a book. I said, well, why do you write them down? I said, I know I'm repeating myself. He says, because that's how it gets into the mind and the heart. He said, once I write it down, I got it. And I just thought about that. Isn't that something? As we write the words of God down, I I believe he etches them on our hearts. Everybody learns a little different. But for him, as he took the time and wrote it down, God was using that in that gift that he had. You know, and it's amazing. And he sings for the Lord now. That is so cool. Just keep on going just a little bit. Here we go. I had something else I want to share on that. I'm sorry. I said, you know, the one reason I want to really drive this home because it's crucial that you're feeding from the right tree, amen? It's crucial that you're filling up on God's word. And I said this, I said, if we get the wrong seed from the enemy, you're going to have the wrong believing. If you get wrong believing, you're going to have wrong actions. If you have right believing, you're going to have right actions. Is that a good place to say amen? Yeah. All right. So we want to get fresh fruit every day, fresh manna from God's word every day to produce that harvest. God's going to bring it through there. So look at this. I said, check everything out with God's word. I said, the devil is a counterfeiter and the truth is not in him. He'll tweak it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Go back to the garden. Did God really say that? What did he tell you that I mean, to uh, he just don't want you to know everything he He knows. That's not it. I already think God told him something back from now. No, no. He didn't pay that price to open up the door for us to come in to all he has and then say, yeah, but you can't have what's behind door number three. You know, he says, hey, that they will have life in abundance. Amen. That's the type of God we serve. A loving God. All right, let's take a look at this. I said, if you allow the wrong seed in your garden, you will produce the wrong harvest. That's what we're saying right there. Over and over. I'm just saying, guard your heart. Trust the Lord. Read his word and seek the Savior. And you'll have good seed and you'll have a God-sized harvest. Amen? Got to bring it out. He'll bring it out. Let's keep on rolling. Water what has been planted. When we give give you a word here, keep watering it with prayer. Reading it. Meditate on it. Amen. That's what i was saying. Like. Meditate on the scripture. Meaning, what I mean by that, think about it. Memorize it. Talk to the people at work about it. Other believers. Talk to your family about it. Say, hey, you know, get your accountability partner. That's great. I'm so thankful that, you know what, you know, a lot of times, I was the guy that didn't want to text nothing on the phone. I get more blessing from that than anything. I'll be going through my day and God's timing is perfect. Boom, I get a text. Boom. I said, man, that's cool. I love to hear what God's doing in your life. God's timing is always perfect. You know, you're doing something, you go, man, I just can't believe what are we going to do. Ding! Get a little Hey, man, I'm praying for you today, bro. Wow. Priceless. Priceless. And you know what? Sometimes this week this happened. A guy that I just know a little bit, and I've been sharing some Jesus with him from time to time. I don't talk to him, but maybe once or twice every three months. And I sat down and was working on something, and he real I want you to encourage this fellow. I'm not going to miss God. I said, I'll be right back. I said, I'll be right back. Got on there. Type in a little something. I said, I don't know what you're going through today, but I want you to know that God's timing is perfect and he loves you and he's working these things out together for the good in your life. I don't know what it is, but i want to tell you what God told me today to give you a nudge of love. The guy wrote back, he says, you just don't know. About that timing. And I wanted to say, yes I do, I know about God's timing. Amen. Who got the glory? God. Who got blessed in the, in the midst of it? I knew I heard God. So I said, oh, I know, I know he nudged me there. Let's get on it. Got something to last week and I won't go through it again. One of my buddies. He had, a, had a, a encouraging word. He held on to it for a while. And we do that sometimes. But the best timing is God's timing. Amen. What do you think that might and, and I still didn't talk to him much after that. I didn't get it. I don't, I don't need all the dirty nuts and bolts or anything like that. Don't need to know all those things. Don't need to know that. But you know what? I wanted him to know. You know what? God's thinking about you today. Now we said we know that, but it's good to hear sometimes. It's just good to hear sometimes, you know. Because I could tell you when my buddy came over last week and told me, he said, "Man, you know, God loves you. This is what's going on. With this and everything." He even tweaked it down to 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 the. Like the day And God's so good He brought me right back to that And I remember Wow What time Man God's time is perfect God's seed is great And he'll use you to sow it In somebody's life Amen Let's keep on going here I think we're ready to shift you I got a lot of notes in here So I don't want to Oh I'm glad I didn't pass this I got to get a drink first Mm -hmm. If I'd have passed that I'd probably call all y'all And told you Later Make sure you leave the phone number before you leave. Oh, man. Check this out. Talk about seeds. Talk about everything out there. Talked to a guy this week right when the guy was putting this message together. And he came over and told me, he says this. He's got a couple daughters. In high school, right? Man, I, I had a good time thinking about this last night. God was reminding me of some things that I wish I'd have forgot. But anyway, he said, you know, he said, my daughter started getting bullied. Right? You ever got bullied before? Well, let me tell you, you know, a lot of times you think, well, boys will be boys and all this stuff. You don't think girls are bullied? If you don't have girls, oh, they're bullied. I know. See, I got two boys, right? And I thought about that last night. And the Lord brought me back to the last day of sixth grade. I was like, Lord, I don't even want to talk about that. He said, yeah, yeah. I remember the last day of sixth grade. My buddy Earl was behind me. And we were talking, man, what you gonna do this summer? I can't wait, man. We're gonna get you to high school, and you know what? I think my dad's gonna let me grow my hair a little bit longer. I mean, I was stepping out, right? I mean, that's it. I got that's what I parted my hair in the middle. I ain't changed yet. <laughs> hey, this was this was a revolution, right? So we were there, and I heard in the distance the teacher said, If y'all aren't quiet, you're gonna stay after. I was like, it's the last thing. What's she talking about? Who's talking, you know? And all of a sudden, I felt this excruciating pain in my shin. Wagga! Oh, it hurt so bad, it, it, it messed my neck up. And I turned around and this girl had kicked me in the shin. She said, be quiet! And I said, I'm going to, we're gonna roll, right? I mean, the pain was over So I got up to stay in my ground and man, she commenced to put me in the chicken wing. <laughs> she mopped me up on the desk. I got to tell you, I was already in pain. She had a drop on me and my neck. So I was like this. She, she had me in the chicken wing, and I was going around there, and, man, I felt like I was one of those big mop mums. And my buddy's going, she's killing you, man. Get out. And the teacher's going, no, 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 no. And, man, she finally let me go. <sighs> that, that clock couldn't go fast enough. I thought, God. Thank you that this was not the first day of school. Because I won't make it. So anyway, and my buddy had to stay after Because all he did, he was rocking like this. Because he thought he was going to win. Baby, she beat you up. I said, shut up. Shut up. Wait a minute. Shut up. I couldn't even turn my neck around. I mean, she had those little meat grinders on her shoes. All on the shin bone baby. Wow. Got me. I said, oh my gosh. So then we went out in the playground. He said, man, what's wrong with Buddy?" hell? He said, that girl whipped him. <laughs> really? She had a brother named Joe. He was older. We called him Snaggletooth Joe, right? Joe was missing a tooth. Every time he'd eat peanuts, he'd get all excited. start so I told him to roll out the side of his, of his mouth. You know why he's called Snaggletooth Joe? Because Pam, his sister, done bust him in the mouth, broke his tooth out. She didn't care. And he was, he was like two years older than so I'm out there, this one kid said, "I heard some girl beat you up today." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Who was it?" I said, "Pam." He go, "Oh man, you all right?" <laughs> I'm serious, man. Pam, I love you. I'm praying for you. If you hear this, you know where her name was? Pam Anderson. Uh-huh. I don't think this was the Baywatch baby, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what. Woo! How does this tie in? I can understand some bullying. I can understand that. And hopefully, you know, her brother got another tooth over the years and stuff like that. I don't know, man, but it's, it's, it's something. Out of the blue, man, she just wham on. That's why I took karate, son, after all those years. He's like, I can't believe my dad got beat up by a girl. This ain't no regular young lady, right? She had a lot of heart. Anyway, getting back to our story. My buddy told me a story about his daughter. I tried to really forget about that story about Pam. But it brought it back. So my buddy's daughter, um, she was at school. She was talking to somebody, and guess what? She somebody had the phone, shh, filmed her. She was having this conversation with this young lady, and they took that and put it on. What's the new thing? Just Instagram. Yeah. Casey, help me out. Is that what it is? I don't <laughs> I'm just sitting here, Mr. Buddy. I didn't. Yeah. That's the new thing. So they, in other words, they posted this on the internet. So my buddy's daughter didn't know nothing about it. And he kept coming to her and saying, hey, um, such and such posted this on the on the uh, internet and stuff. You might want to take a look at it. So she went to the girl and said, hey, you need to take that down. I said, i will do it. A little bullying there, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes on. And uh, yeah, I guess it's cyberbullying, right? Chuck? So then, next thing you know, the other girl, I'll call her Photo Fanny, she got some more friends and, and, and it was starting to get real bad. Every day at school, it would be a big deal. Now I'm going to pull the message ready. But my buddy said, you know, my daughter's got a phone. And she asked me, what was the best Bible app to download? So he, got, he said, this is a real good one right here. And she kept running and having this run in with this girl. And she came home one day and she said, you're never going to believe what happened today. She said, on the way to school, I was reading God's word. And when I met this young lady, she said, I really felt like choking her, Dad. But God's word told me I should handle it this way. And she said, when I opened my mouth, it was just like I was talking that scripture to that girl. Everything's cool now. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now, you say, well, how does that tie in? Because that seed of God's word was on time. Because that seed of God's word fell on her heart that was open. And then when she did, God let it produce a harvest. Amen. Amen. It's a little something like that. That's that's some really amazing stuff. So I said, you know what? What does this do? I said, look at this whole deal here. I said, you know what? I bet you it was probably hard for that young girl to share that. It would have been real easy to say, well, you know what? Just meet me out back. But God had started preparing her heart day after day on that ride to school with God's word. And she started seeing things differently. So as her believing started kicking in, her actions started kicking in. And God produced the fruit that changed everything. Amen. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Man, God's so good. I sure hope Pam don't listen to this. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, my goodness. The weeds. Are we ready to talk about the weeds? I'm going through the garden. Everybody doing all right? Going through the garden. Here we go. Y'all ain't going to hear nothing else that so Pastor Buddy got beat up by a girl in sixth grade. Please, just use that as a platform to get the good word, okay? Here we go. So what do weeds do? The weeds of the world will try to choke out your life, amen? It'll try to choke your dreams out. I talked about that in the beginning. You know what? It'll tell you, you're too old now. You missed mark. You know, I thought about this. When the Lord really laid it on my heart about preaching, guess what? I kept finding out that I felt like I was too young. I really did. I felt like, well, you know, everybody else is preaching. they grown. They had all this experience and all this everything else. You know, and I felt, well, I'm the new guy on the block. You know? God said, don't worry about that. What's going on? What I'm doing in your life, and what he's doing in your life, is just as important as he's doing in your granddad's life. But I had, I, 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 let, I let that little weed get in there. You know? I let that little weed get in there. And, and, and the devil do said, well, you know, what, what are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell anybody? What do you know? You don't have any life experience. I said, oh, you lie there. (laughs) That's a life experience because I know God is a life-giving business, right? He's brought me through. But I had to take that thought captive and push it back down with the Word. I had to fertilize the good seed, right, with the preparation and water to see that God had put in my heart to overcome the weed, amen? What does the enemy like to do? He loves to try to just choke you out. Man, I got heavy on the finger on that time. I? I said, worldly ways will feed the weeds. What do you mean, buddy? I said, the enemy loves to grow vines of doubt and despair. Huh? He loves that all the time. All the time, he wants to say what you can't do. You ever hear that little whisper in the back of your head? Oh, you can't do that. Surely you couldn't do that. Who do you think you are? You've done this, you've done that, you've done this, you don't qualify. Wrong, qualified in Christ, amen. While we were yet sinners, Christ what? Died for us. I love that. Romans 8, I talk about it all the time. The first, first verse there. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I like that. I talked to a fellow that rode by today uh, on his bicycle. He said, you know, I think I could go in a place like y'all got. I said, well, I'd love I to have you. Listen to this. He said, man, I got boots on and everything else. I don't even think I could come up in there. I said, man, I'm preaching. I got jeans on. What's the problem? He said, I guess I better back off that one. <laughs> I, said, he said, I, I said, you can't use that one. He said, uh, I really want to do that. I said, the door's open. And I'm praying that, you know what? Sometimes he'll come in and sit in the word. Love to right where he's at. He's still going on. Well, I don't have this and all this. Jeff said, we've got plenty of room for you. Come on. <laughs> and, and he's seeing people loving him right where he's at. Isn't it funny? Last week he came right by the same time. This week he came by the same time. God's working in that man's life. God's working in that man's life, drawing him in. And you know what? We're going to love on him when, when God gets him ready. We're going to love him right where he is. Amen? And that's a powerful thing. I'm trusting God to bring forth that. Amen? All right. Everybody doing good? Weeds left on will take over your garden. Oh, boy. We got to keep a watch on the weeds. All you got to do, I don't Y'all bring a snack today? Because I gotta tell you this story. I'm just gonna apologize anyway. I gotta tell you this story. I gotta tell you this story. We're on the home front. But I said, you know, weeds left unattended will take over your garden. Man, how many know that? Did anybody watch on the news at Target they had a problem with the credit cards? Right? That seed was in my mind, man. Alright. So the other day, I love I'm a practical joker. I am. I don't want nobody to get hurt, but I will. I'm a practical joker sometimes. Of course is it when it's off the clock, I'm sure. So I had picked on one of my buddies just a little bit. And he said, Every time you mess with me, you know something happens to you. He said, "Guy's gonna get you back. I said, Don't be saying that stuff, boy. I couldn't believe it. That was about early in the morning. I went to my mama's house, went through Chick-fil-A. You gotta go. If you going to mom's, you gotta go to Chick-fil-A. So I got the bag. I remember taking my glasses off. And I got the bags and the nurse is going to meet me there and I'm driving and the nurse is there and I got to get off the phone and the dog's jumping and mom's running and I said, All right, i got to get I, gotta get. said, I'll be right with you. So I got the bag. I put the bag down. The nurse is coming. Susie is running in between my legs. My mom's going down the hall like this. I didn't know she was going to be there yet, right? She does walk like that. I love you, mom. And you know what? I'm getting the same thing, man. Another couple years, she says, you remember when you did that? That's what you look like. Yeah. I don't have a kid we wanna do like that. Hey, how you doing? So anyway, grandma's running around. The dog, my, my mother's legs are like this. That dog can do figure eights. All right, she'll jump on Tim. She loves Tim. She'll go to my mom, she go. get right up on the ladder. Knock her flat flat down. So I get Susie, I put Susie in her little cage. I get back, all this man, I'm exhausted. Get back in the car. Where's my glasses? I said, man, my buddy done put. That. Put it on me. it out, right? I look everywhere. I got to go back to work, right? I got to still grab some other stuff. I'm going, oh, man, I don't know where my glasses are. Call the guys at work. way. my glasses on my desk? No, man. I'm thinking if my buddy finds them, I will never get them back. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? So anyway, going on about it. So I go. I said, I got to have my glasses. So I call and make an appointment. They're going to see me today. Five to ten days to get your glasses. I said, I could read Braille by then. I need my glasses. You know, I'm going to do something like this. Trying to figure out what, you know, Dayton corners and stuff. So I, man, I can't see that. I can see everything good right there, here. Nothing. I can't even tell you what time it is without the glasses. So anyway, I go up, get the witness to the guy at the glass place. He's a brother in the Lord. We're talking about the Lord and everything else. The lady's checking my, my eyes and everything. And uh, I thought she was waiting on something. She's waiting on me to shut up. I said, yeah, I said, well, you got everything you need? She says, Oh yeah, I had that. Are you done? What's <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. I was just talking, yeah. Well, I tell you, guys good, and he's good all the time. Yeah, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, I figured, what she waiting on? And finally, when I break when I give her a breath, she said, Well, let's go ahead and finish this exam. So I went on home, did that all the stuff. Still waiting on the glasses. Anyway, one of the things I know we've got to be careful, we've got to be good stewards with things, don't we? All right? So I try to look out from a credit card statement and all these different things. And I look, and I, and I look over there, and I said, $391, What did this woman buying, right? I'll be honest, that's what I thought. Cause I was like, right, okay. So I called Denise, I said, what did you get at Walmart for $391? Because I'm thinking it's, it's food, right? We eat out. <laughs> we don't need a $391. We, we don't do a whole lot of cooking at home, right? I said, that's a lot of lunch meat, right? I'm still thinking all this stuff, and I'm going... She said, that's not me. I wasn't there. I said, well, I wasn't there. She said, you better call the credit card. I said, man, now look at that. The weed's coming in. Somebody's got my credit card number. Oh, my gosh. I called. I go through all the prompting. I said, we got to get this straight. Mr. Chapman, no problem. She's real calm. She says, uh, well, that's a Walmart that you frequent. I said, yeah. I said, did they do it online or what did they do? She said, no, they used the car. I said, got the car. I can't believe it. She said, you might want to call your wife. I said, just to call mom. Yeah, go ahead. Call your mama now. Denise is coming home. Dad says, check your car. Denise is looking, driving, looking. I got my card. I said, I can't believe this. What's going on? She said, well, sometimes they'll make a bunch of them. And she was what? But it's very strange that it was at the same place. She said, but don't worry. We're going to catch them. I said, good. Right? Sounds good to me. And uh, she kept going a little bit on and on and everything else. And uh, she said, Walmart's real good. They have a time hack on it, so they can pull their cameras up and see who it is. I said, good. She said, you might even want to go ahead and call your local authorities and let them know what's going on. I said, I'll call Cliff at home, right? (laughs) I I said, this is serious business. So she said, I said, well, what time was it? She said, 2.38 yesterday. I said, 2.38 yesterday? Uh 2.38. I said, I think I got your man. <laughs> she said, What? I said, uh, I got my glasses there yesterday. <laughs> I was in the opto, the, the glass shop. I couldn't even. So I wasn't thinking about that. That weed boy had gotten there growing. I said, Oh man, they got this. I could just see somebody watching a widescreen TV, eating you know chips and everything on my dime. I thought, Oh my god. So the lady, she was so kind. She says, You know, I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs> you want to go so you can call your wife? <laughs> I'm thinking, no, could you call? Her? You know, <laughs> I said, okay. And just a second, what, what, what happened? I said, it's just a little misunderstanding. <laughs> it's a no little misunderstanding. I said, like, everything's okay. You know, I'm trying to play it down. I said, hey, man, i almost why don't you go play Xbox? I couldn't believe it, man. So anyway, I say all this to say this. I was all wrapped around. I had bought into the life. I had already heard Just a tidbit. Man, they they did this at Target. Now it's over here. You see how that got all out of whack? You see, I mean, I'm hook, line, and sinker, man. Couldn't believe it. But boy, I jumped right on in. So, you know, I had to go a little bit further. I called Denise. I said, baby, don't worry about it. What do you mean don't worry about it? I said, they already got the guy. (laughs) She said, what? I said, they got him, boy. Well, how did they get? Was he on film? I said, well, not exactly. I said, "Just come on home. What do you want to eat tonight? Well, I want to know more about this. She said, uh, "That is something. I cannot believe that. Isn't the things going to bed? She was just going on and on and on. And I said, "Yeah." She said, "Well, who was it?" I said, "You talking to him?" <laughs> she said, "What?" I said, "I forgot. I bought my glasses there." I just can't believe that. And I said, "Me either." But I'm so. I said, "But you know, we don't even have to go. I said, we don't even have to go through all that stuff now. Then we get better to cancel my card because I bought something." <laughs> And so I, I told my father-in-law, mother-in-law. She said, "He said if it had went through, they'd have come locked you up." <laughs> Thanks, Granddaddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then, and then he reminded me. He said, "Well, you just turned forty-nine. You're not even fifty. You lost your glasses, and now you're losing your mind on this stuff." <laughs> I can always count on some encouragement from my family, can I? Found the glasses. Had to go back. I got to think. I said, "Gotta be in the Chick Fil A bag." Went over there, I took dumped the trash. I'm out there with the flashlight. I'm pulling old stuff out and pieces of broke chicken. Everything, it's not there. My mom's going to help me look for it. Love my mama. My mom going only see it in one eye, so I only got 50-50 chance already. You know, I said, I we'll find it, mama. I reached right. I got, right when I went to put Susie back there, they fell off and slid under the bed. Now check this out, another little parable, right? When I went over, I took my flashlight. I had already looked in the bedroom. But see, that light, come on now, exposed the darkness, chased the darkness away, and it reflected my glasses. The light of the Lord, through his word, what is it going to push away so we can see the truth? You didn't think I was going to tie it in, did you? got so good. Isn't that something? So he taught me a little lesson on my glasses. He taught me a little lesson about, man, I'm just buying into some of the wrong things. And he also taught me a lesson, don't mess with my buddy at work or something will happen. I'm just teasing. But you know what? So many times... <laughs> Oh my gosh, so many times this is happening right here, right? I said, don't harvest the worry, pull the weeds. I had already let that, man, I had it full blown. The weeds were up. It was up, man. Look at this. I would say, look what's going to happen to me. Me, my car, my this, my, 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 me, right? I didn't have the, I didn't have the, I don't know. I I'm just so overwhelmed looking at my own problem that I didn't look out for anything else. We ever do that? I was so geared up on what was going on, thinking that I was losing out, but I'd already been blessed. You know? It's crazy sometimes, isn't it? So don't harvest the worry and pull the weeds. Now I want to talk about this a little bit. Y'all got your toes up, right? How many people on Sunday night sometimes get a little churning in their stomach because Monday's gone? Uh-huh. It happens. And we start worrying about Monday. And we start worrying about what we didn't finish at work. And then we, oh, we didn't do nothing with that email. And all those things. When you get, when, you, when that starts tonight, think about my credit card story, okay? Think about my credit card story. It didn't even, it didn't even materialize. So I want to help you with that. Hey, man, don't harvest the worry. Pull up the weeds. Open your word. And soak in on what God says. Is God going to be with you tomorrow? If we're here, he's going to be with us. And if we're there, we're going to be with him. Win, win. Maybe think of something. I'm going to show you this. Uh, what Gracie said one day, him and Debbie went out on the boat. right? And uh, I was like, I'm trying to get a hold of him. Man, it's not looking real good out there. I said, man, I ain't heard from a bro. He usually to cause me to come out. So finally, he gets back and said, what's going on? I said, man, it looked a little rough out there. He said, yeah. yeah, oh, that's all good. He said, Debbie's not in here. He said, man, it's not looking good, man. He said, the water's going back and forth. The devil's going, I want to see my grandbabies. I want to see all this. You know, man, this is not looking good. I said, well, how about you? He said, he said, it's a win-win. He said, we make it back. We'll see the grandbabies. If not, we'll see Jesus. (laughs) See? See, that's when you have something settled in your heart like that. You know? He, He had already went past the weeds. He's like, I can't lose because I know Jesus. I can't lose because I know Jesus isn't that something there? We have to just make that decision already. Hey, I know we worry, and I know we, we want to see things and all that. And I'm, I'm not coming down on Miss Debbie on that because she is a believer in the Lord, and she is a, a great lady of faith. But, you know, she loves her family, too. And I know he does, too. But, you know, what? he just stepped out of the garden just for a minute and said, It's good anyway it comes down, baby. It's going to be all right. We're together. We're going on. And we know Jesus. Calms the storm, don't we? Jesus will calm your storm if you let him. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. Keep on rolling. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what I Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to buy lunch. I can see it now. Here we go. Well, we got to hit this feed. Here we go. Let's keep on going. I'm going to pick it up a little bit here. Y'all having a good time so far? You always have a good time when something happens to me. Yeah, yeah. Tell us another one. Yeah, that's great. Here we go. I said, prayer is a great, great way to feed our faith. Amen. So we talked about a few things. We talked about the soil of our heart. We talked about the seed of God's word. We talked about the weeds of the world coming in trying to choke us out. Now we're talking about feeding on God's word. Amen. I said, let the Lord nurture you in your prayer time. Drink in his refreshing presence. Amen. Mm. Study the farmer's guide, the Bible. You know, farmers got that farmer's almanac. They look at that thing. When they're checking it. When do we plant? When do we do that? If we looked at God's word like that for our life, how would we plant the seeds in there? How will we watch God move in our life? Just giving you some things to think about. I said, get some sun. And we're talking about garden, right? Absolutely. Get some sun, S-O-N. What Your garden's got to have S-U-N, right? Absolutely. So think about that. I said, just like the seed needs sunlight, we are designed for the S-O-N. We're designed for the sun, amen? And I, and I got a question for you. When is the last time you really spent some time soaking in the sun? When's the last time you really spent some time with the Lord? Make time for Him each day, amen? And this one right here I want to explain. I said, serve what you glean. What do you mean with that? Serve others. What God's showing you, what God's doing in your life. Tell others what God has done for you. Point them to the Savior and pass it on. I'm going to jump back to the story about my buddy's daughter. What do you think that did to that girl's faith, right? Has she been feeding on the Word? And she's seen God defuse that situation with His Word. All week, she had been working on it. Escalated. She spoke the word of God. He calmed the storm, amen? That's amazing. That's what God's word will do. It's living. It's active. It's powerful. It's love, amen? And so, serve what you glean. What I mean by that? Again, share what God's been doing. She was serving what she had gleaned from that word. She had served up what God had showed her. Changed everything. Changed everything. Amen? Let's keep on going here. Feast on the fullness of Christ himself. You know, when we start looking at this and we know that he can meet all our needs, he provides, he protects, he's corrects, he gives, he lives, he loves, he's our redeemer. And I said, may the garden of your heart overflow with knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. That's what I want you to take away today. Look at what God showed us from a little bit of hard ground, a few seeds, some weeds, and feeding on that. Is it too much to ask to share that with somebody else? Not at all. God's doing amazing things in your life. And a lot of times you think, man, I, I don't know, buddy. You must be seeing something. I, I haven't. You know, you ever talk to you and say, man, you're big and strong. And it's like, no, I'm only five years old. I'm not big and strong. Yeah, but I can see it coming. Or your daughter, maybe. You're beautiful. She says, I'm not beautiful. I got this going on, this going on. No, no, baby, you're beautiful. And you're growing into it every day, every day, every day. God says the same thing to you. You're my masterpiece. And then weave the fullness of that in your life. Amen. Got a couple of more things. I'm going to let you go after that. Going back to the garden of your heart. I'm going to read this again. Matthew 13, 8. Still other seed fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they planned. And I thought about this. You know, God is growing in your business. He grows it. He wants to grow us all into what we can be. He grows grace and forgiveness in our hearts. He grows our love for him and our love for others. And I said, be sure to feed the garden of your heart. Amen. And as I was writing this down last night, the Lord told me this. I guess he's always speaking to me first, amen. And he said, don't be so concerned about your neighbor's garden. Come on now. Work on your own garden. If they need a hand on trimming something, well, that's great. If they need a hand on on weeding some, that's great. But I don't need to lean over my fence and start pulling up stuff in their yard. But I got weeds in my life. Come on now. Amen. That's the word right there. And we know that, but we'll drift over that fence. We'll drift over there and go, man, look at that. Look at that. Maybe that's why I say it every week. I preach to them. Because God, he didn't come down on me and tell me that. You know, oh, you know. Just give me a little reminder. You know what? I'm still working in the garden of your heart, and I'm still working in the garden of their heart. But I'm going to tell you what the garden that is submitted to God will bring forth a harvest 30, 60, even 100 times as much as it's been planted. What are you planting in your heart? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today for all you're doing, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you work in the garden of our heart, that you continue to grow and Bring forth forgiveness, praise, and love. Second chances, third chances, more, more. Because you know what? You want us to see us to grow into the fullness of what you've done. You want us to be all that we can be. And God, you've made a way for us to be all we can be through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you say, man, I know I got some weeds in my garden, listen up. God's in the pruning business. If you're here today, you say, man, you know, I've hardened my my soul and my heart. But you know what? Today, God is been in my heart. I pray that he has. Every message is designed to bring us to a point of decision. And I pray today that your decision is, Lord, I'll serve you. Lord, forgive me. and come into my life. If that's you today, I want you to know. God says, you know what? You call on my name. You put your faith and trust in what my son's done. You're in. You're mine. I got you. Does that mean you'll never have a tough time? No. It means you never go through a tough time alone. Amen. I want you to hear that. God will provide. God will protect. God will heal. God will deliver. God will redeem. And he's done it on the cross. It's right there. Just like I told my friend out front. I said, all you got to do is, is just step in. All we have to do is step in by faith in what Jesus Christ has done. And let him work in the garden of our heart. Father God, I pray for each one here. If that's your prayer, call on the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive me, come into my life. I need you today. If that's your prayer, don't leave here today without saying, you know what? Today, Lord, today, buddy, I gave my life to the Lord. I want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate that with you. You pass from death to life. Is that today your day? Is the day that you say, you know what? I'm tired of hoeing these weeds myself. Lord, it's your garden. It's your heart. I give it to you. If you're here today, you say, you know what? I know the Lord. And I've thrown some bad seed into my garden. Myself. Amen. Guess what? God said, I still help you. God said, I still love you. And I still produce. A crop 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as you planted. You just trust me. Father God, we come to you today knowing that you know what? We're nothing without you, but we're everything in you. And Father God, I thank you for the garden of the heart that you tend so graciously, so tenderly to bring forth the fruit of forgiveness, the fruit of love, the fruit of second, third, 100 chances. Father, we love you we thank you, Lord. But greater is this, the love you have for us is just us off all feet, people. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed. Next time you look at a plant, think about, you know, God's growing in my life.